Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I am the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Here we are hanging out recording mm-hmm. on a Saturday, Saturday, technically still morning, 1125. That's, That's right. We're doing this. Just had uh, Leadership Lab. Yeah. How was it? Man, it was really good. Yeah? It was it was really good. We had um, uh, one of our members, Laura, she's a musician, and uh, she she part of our, our one of our worship bands and all that. Uh, so she did a presentation on writing, the value of writing songs for scripture. And mm. so she took four passages of scripture, and she created music for each of those passages, and then sang them for us for the purpose of memory and worship. Ah, yeah, yeah. So memorizing scripture and man, first of all, her presentation was dynamite, super good. The songs were great and it was all scripture, like nothing added, just mm, the scripture. Mm. Super good. Uh yeah, man. It was uh, I mean every everybody was great. It was yeah. it was a good time, but uh honestly, that was uh we need to have a we need to have like a hymn sing and we need to have another night where it's like, "Hey, here are some songs that you know, some of our people have written or that Laura has written mm-hmm, for us mm-hmm. to memorize scripture together. Oof, good stuff. Yeah, that'd be great. Like it a lot. It'd be good. So, uh, how's your weekend going? What do you got going on? So far, so good. Yeah, I heard you went to an escape room last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you escape? Yes. Or did they have to let you out like a baby? Nope. Mm-hmm. Escape. Yeah, okay. With plenty of help. Yeah. And how, how close were you to the time limit? I think there's like seven minutes left. Oh, not very, not very good. You know, <laughs> the first I, I, 10 I wouldn't know. Eh. No, 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 you're right. The first. <laughs> Who do we blame for this? Let's in your group. If one person had to bear most of the blame, go ahead and disclose it here. Yeah, yeah, Mark. Oh, really? Yeah, the English guy. He tried. I thought you were going to blame. And I would have thought, else. like, I would have thought, you know, well, and then at some point, the someone else was sitting on a couch in the thing, not doing anything. Okay, but uh, but now Mark, was he was he a a burden or was he the problem because he wasn't contributing or no what? he tried okay oh he, he did, tried oh, it was good. like it's more than i would do yeah like uh i mean there was, there was a section with uh pictures and he couldn't figure out how to arrange them and i'm like wait how, what it's quite simple progression from like something that's being built at the beginning <laughs> to completion oh and guess what on the back here there's a phrase the code is two two one Oh yeah, yeah. So you had to kind of you had to carry the team. No, no, who no, carried I the don't. team? Oh, it's always Michelle and Allison. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, okay. I, I, that makes sense. Actually. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, o- no, it's always that. those two. Those two carry the team. Yeah, serious, I, logical. Ain't got no time I for games. I wanted to go. I was like, we're you know Michelle and I. I was like, hey, you know, let's have a date night. This was a few months ago. I was like, why don't we go do the Bigfoot one? Mm-hmm. I was like, you want to? She's like, just us two. I'm like, yeah, it'd be fun. She's like, <laughs> eh. I go, you think I'm dumb. You think I'm too dumb to go <laughs> in escape room with you, and you're afraid we're not going to make it through, and if we don't, you're going to blame me. I don't want to go with you, Michelle. Actually, I refuse yeah, you. Yeah. I'm refusing <laughs> you, turn, you. Oh, how the turntables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you just would have said, you're so pretty in that situation. Nope, because at that moment, I saw you the look on it. her face and the view that she has of me. Mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like I'm a pretty good contributor to the group. Yeah. I you know, I handle the whiteboard. Yeah, I I I call you out. You solve some problems. Yeah. I solve problems. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Within the first ten minutes, we're flying through, and I'm like, "This is." I like that she becomes more Type A than you at the escape room. That's oh, yes. really cool. Oh yes, yeah. and then just she her, becomes you. 
And, and, then, and then and just imagine <laughs> Allison and Michelle. <laughs> yeah, and they're flying through. It's like the Wonder Twins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you got others that are like crawling under tables for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know who that would be, but yeah. probably Christina. Um, <laughs> hey, you know what I saw? What? Um, because somebody pointed out a, a review on our iTunes okay. reviews, uh-huh. and um, because it was like making fun of the reformatory guys, who the reformatory guys, who I don't know, the Josh Loftus, and uh, they uh, they said, hey, you know, you got some guys totally just copying you over there. <laughs> And so somebody put it up. It was just a funny goof. I don't know who wrote it. Anyways, I never saw it. So I went and looked, and uh, February 23rd, we got a we got a two-star review. You want me to read it? I would love to hear it. Here you go. Yeah, oh, here's, here we go. It's from Coop Scoop. Cooper Scooper. I don't know what it means. Uh, yeah. All right. So, so. Obviously with a two-star review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually a one-star review. You'll see why. Okay. Wanted to like this. Listened to many episodes. Stopping because too many are too frustrating predictable, and often not well thought out takes. Always going to be middle of the road, concerned about tone in most controversies, also tend to be gossipy and platform hack journalist Julie Royce. Oh, oh. We platform her. Okay. Yeah. They do seem like they would be fun to hang out with. Uh, you don't, but anyways. Uh, they do seem like they would be fun to hang out with, so added a star for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll check back in the future to see if they grow some backbone. Well, thank you, Cooper Scooper. Mm. Um, let me just say, we don't have backbones. We are jellyfish. We are Evan Jellyfish, who just kind of go with the flow. You know, we don't have convictions whoa, hey, or opinions. Hey, 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 whoa, whoa, I agree whoa, with whoa, you. Whoa. Your your tone there was a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Here, just, here we go. Let me. <clears throat> so, hey, brother. Um, I just want to say that I just want to affirm what you said. Mm. That we are um, we are definitely are Evan Jellyfish. Mm. We don't have a backbone. We don't even have an exoskeleton. Like we don't have any structure. No idea. We we just kind of. We we really only, we do care more about tone than we do truth. We're we're we are we are tone over mm, truth. Mm. And, and so I think you're right. And um and yes, we don't just platform people like Julie Royce. Uh we actually consider them to be saints <laughs> that should be uh what's the word, Jimmy? It's not worshipped, it's um venerated. Venerated, thank you. Thank you, former Roman Catholic Jimmy. <laughs> uh so yeah, I just I, I always like I always love the 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 hater stuff that of people who uh <laughs> Well, I don't know if that's well. Yeah, but say that we don't have backbone. That's a hater. I hope they grow some backbone. That's a hater. That's somebody like real. I've never in my life been told that they I don't have, have backbone. backbone. Yeah, nah. yeah. I be people could misunderstand like the fact or platforming Julie. We're, we're talking about something that everybody is talking about. Oh yeah, that, yeah like, that's that's pretty. Like, Julie Roy's like she is a super famous, well known. Are we journalist. Plat- are we platforming like Owen when we talk about yeah. stuff for him? Yeah, I know. It's like I don't know. Yeah, I don't don't get mad at. I just think it's funny. We got, we we have a over a thousand ratings. We average four point eight. It'd be higher if Cooper Scooper didn't give us the two. Really? Wait, four point eight? Yeah, that's actually better than I would have thought. Yeah, we get a lot of. I honestly thought we're probably like low fours, high threes. All right, so let's see if we can get it to four point nine. So, How? Hey, Why? Listeners, hey, if oh, you have gosh. not left a five star review, <laughs> I want you to. Uh, I want you. You guys should leave five star review comments if you believe we deserve five star. But then instead of going uh, so so, maybe maybe title it super so, or so super. So, so super. super. That's so is. super. So super. Oh, and then and say how awesome our podcast is. That would be great. But I am shocked, though it is that high of a rating. Yeah, because well, the truth is, is uh, we that are, average is pretty good. We are we are oftentimes not. 
we don't think out the podcast in advance. Now, when we're doing like the 1689 or the, yeah, we, we think easy. through that stuff. Yeah. But uh, but no, we're usually just talking. Yeah, that's what we do. So yeah, it's, we're not we're not trying to be a we're not the uh, the, the lecture cast. You know, we're just, no. we're just hanging out. No, no. All right, so we got an email. All right, who is this? I got to find it again. Here we go. Um, it's it's from a guy named after a hotel. Wyatt. Hi. Oh yeah, that's Hyatt. Never mind. What is wrong with you? He's got an email about unengaged parents. Mm. All right. Hey, guys. First, just wanted to say thanks for the conference on evan- evangelism. That's a, that's a, what is evangelism? That's good. Word, evangelism in Texas. I enjoyed hearing y'all speak and then Jimmy berate me about, quote, being on my phone and, quote, checking the score of the TCU game. <laughs> I do remember you, Wyatt, and did, you were. Did you call him out during the sermon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> but seriously... And they, just so you know, it was your homeboy that told me. Oh. He told me ahead of time, just so you know, the guy that you traveled with is the guy that told me you're going to be checking your phone for the TCU game. Yeah, not a friend, not a true friend. No, that is a true friend because <laughs> you got some love from the stage. But seriously, it was a great reminder of the goodness of God working through us to save the lost. Mm. I'm a youth pastor at a small church and I have a small group, but am about to have more students age up into the youth group. Nice. I'm excited for them to join us. But most of the students currently in the youth group and those who are soon to be in the youth group are dropped off by parents who then drive away, go do something, and then come pick them up. Or a church member or two picks kids up. How can we best minister to the parents who are with the students way more than we are, especially if the parents either don't go to church or they go to a different church? Mm. Thanks. And go frogs. Ew. Wyatt, don't do that. Listen, (laughs) here's the thing. When you say go frogs... You get like smiles and thumbs up from other people who like, I'm guessing college ball because there's no professional team named Frogs because it's dumb. Um, but then everybody who doesn't care or doesn't like it, we just automatically think like, I don't even want to answer this email now. Oh. That's what I think. Oh. So let's just wrap it up, Jimmy. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on this. <laughs> so, hey, listen, man, much love and and respect to you for uh, ministering to students. Mm-hmm. That Jimmy, I mean, I've never done that. Jimmy has done that, did that for years. Yep. I mean, that's that's a that's a task. It is a challenge, and it is in one sense, it's just like all ministry. You're edifying the saints, you're evangelizing the lost, yep. you're teaching lost, you're teaching, you're preaching, but you're dealing with a specific age segment of the population. Uh, and each generation has different sort of presuppositions and ideas yep. and idols. So, uh, yeah, man, much, much love and respect to you for, for what you do. We, we appreciate people that do that work. Appreciate you, bro. So, okay. So you're excited. You're about to have some kids growing up into this group. That's awesome. Uh, now one of the things you say is like you, you've got a lot of parents dropping off students and then driving away, uh, and then they come pick them up or they're just dropped off by others. But Jimmy, is that, is that uncommon? Is that, or is that common? Well, I mean, I, fi- I I thought this was youth group, not youth and parents group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that 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 is the norm as yeah. far as I know. Like the kids are dropped off because they actually are away from their parents mm-hmm. with their friends with some teachers. So and yeah, and I would say that that's probably a that's the better model. Mm-hmm. That's the better model. I would rather. I mean, if there was parents that were volunteering, having gone through training, then I, I'd like them there. But typically, I don't want parents there. And it's not because, oh, we're a super secretive, awesome right, club. Right. I don't want them to know what's going on. But kids are different mm-hmm. when their parents are around versus yep. when they're not around. Yep. Kids are more comfortable uh, when parents are not around asking questions mm-hmm. 
that they feel embarrassed about thinking yeah. maybe I'm disappointing my parents and yep. I'm struggling in this area. Uh, they're much more open to share about what's going on in their lives um, with their parents not around. Hmm. And so there's something really, especially as, as a youth leader, when you earn the trust mm. of these kids, when you uh, are, when they know that you, you truly genuinely care for them and care about them, they're really willing to open up and talk about what's going on and what they're struggling with. And, um, maybe their doubts. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, really what you're, why, what's, what you seem to indicate is a negative is, is actually a positive. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, and I know you want, and your issue is, is you want to know how to engage these parents and how to get them engaged. Yep. And that's great. That's a separate issue though, yep. from them not being at the youth group. Correct. Right. So this is a, actually a positive. So leverage that for all the good that you can get out of that. Um, but how can a youth pastor or a student minister or whatever, um, how can we minister to parents uh, when like, how can we support them, encourage them, whether if, if they're Christians or if they're non-Christians? What, mm-hmm. are some, what are some things that we should be thinking through and what are some things that people can do? Yeah, I mean, for me, one of the things I would do is I would have a card, like a, uh, like a postcard uh, at the beginning of the quarter or beginning of the month, usually, uh, that would lay out all the events and then even what we're about. I would have mm. like a description kind of, here's what we're about, here's nice. what we're looking, on, looking at it, focusing on. Uh, and actually, I found... One of my drafts of those, oh, yeah. my templates, as I was looking through some files because of the conversations we were having. Yeah. Um, and it was so cheesy. <laughs> it was so cheesy. I was like, uh, 2007 Jimmy was horrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you were working it. You were trying. I was working it. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I, you know, this card would go and, and it would have my, uh, my email and my cell. And so if they had any questions. Um, but I would also try to. So with that, then I would not just give it to kids. Right. But at the end, I'd be going out. And I'd be introducing myself to the parents and giving that saying, hey, just so you're aware of what's going on, uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. You know, so and so is such a pleasure to be at the group. It's full of excitement, love is energy and then move on. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think one of the ways is just trying to build that, rep- you know, that rapport with the parents gently at first, because no parent wants to be cornered in having a 15 minute conversation with the youth guy. Right. Right. So if you're going to do this sort of a thing, if you're, if you're going to like communicate with them, which yep. is obviously really big. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I would think as a parent, knowing what the teachers or pastors are doing in advance and knowing that they care is a big encouragement, mm-hmm. right? It's more likely for, I'm more likely to reach out now Yep. because they've reached out to me. Yeah. My daughter, Madeline, she is the, the spunkiest of the thorn children. Hmm. She's the sparkiest. Hmm. Uh, she is the funniest hmm. and the most argumentative. Hmm. <laughs> she hmm. is me yeah. and, as a kid. And the one that will need the most bail money? Yeah, that's that 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 could turn out to be true. She's actually a good kid, but um, I could see her winded up in an oops sort of a situation mm. where she's like, hey, dad, I didn't do anything wrong, but you need to pick me up at the police station. I could see that. <laughs> uh, love her. She is such a sweetie pie. Hey, man. Yeah. If that day ever happens. Oh, yeah. For either of our kids. Right. Oh, yeah. We're still we're live in it. Oh, yeah. We're absolutely. That is an Instagram live. Yeah, no, that's uh, we will share. We will do that together yeah. and we will share it with everybody. Yep. Perfect. So, um, but like, you know, she had a big constitution test, right? That's been she's been studying for mm. 
And if you don't pass this, you're not passing the grade. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and you know she she's somewhat like I was back then in school, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. that interested in the classes and the homework. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, so you know she knows I've got to pass this to pass the class, yeah. and it's the kind of test that she could in that she would be inclined to blow off. Yeah. Right? So she knew this was important, and she studied, and of course Jen was working with her doing some quizzing. I did a little bit too with her, um, doing flashcards, and her but her teacher was writing us and saying like, hey, listen, just want you to know she's got to pass this. In order to pass the class, in order to go on yeah. to the next grade. Yep, yep. So this is really important. And so here are some recommendations I yep. have for you. It was yep. really good. Really good. So she uh she did the she did it like a, a quiz and she got a B. She she did a practice test and passed. I think she passed. No, maybe she I don't know, but it was really close. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A practice test. But then she took more practice tests online and um and she practiced and practiced. And uh, so then the day she goes, she takes this constitution, it's a huge test, and she gets a B. Nice. Good for her. She gets a B. So she texts us, well right away, I got a B. And we're like, woo, what's up? And then her, but her teacher emailed us to say, hey, just wanted you to know, not only did not only did Madeline pass, she got a B. Mm. And here's how, here's what I said to her beforehand. Here's how she, she had insight into yep. the kid. Like her community. I love that teacher now. Yeah. Just because she communicated a little bit. I mean, she sends a lot of emails that I don't read because yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, about yeah. the class. yeah. yeah. I'm all in. Yep. So what you're talking about, this idea of communicating with parents about the kid or about the the lessons and all mm-hmm. of that does does help. It yep. absolutely makes them want to like, oh, I want to buy in. And so now again, I'm coming from a model like the the Young Life model. Even before like even after I left Young Life and was in uh I guess, you know, church ministry, mm-hmm. church youth group ministry. Yeah. I still there were practices that mm-hmm. I continued on with. So as you're talking about, even how can we best minister to the parents who are with the students way more than we are, especially if the parents don't go to church right? or they go to a different church. Well, especially those ones that don't go to church, depending on like with, for a lot of the kids, they were in extracurricular activities and I would make a point to go to a game. Mm. I'd make a point to go to Cause the parents some, will see you there. It's like, Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I will, but I want the kid to see me. There. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'd be, you know, I would go and try to sit by the parents, hey, reintroduce yeah, yeah. myself. Hey, Hey, they're like, hey, what, what do you do? I'm like, oh, you know, I, I heard there's a big game. It's homecoming. I know he's, he's you know, mm-hmm. been practicing or whatever. Uh, just wanted to come cheer him on. Yeah. And in, in the midst of that, having conversations. Mm-hmm. And that meant a lot to parents. Right. That meant, especially non-believing parents, mm-hmm. that someone would go out of their way uh, to go and, and, you know, cheer on their kid. Yeah. And give them a high five at the end and then head off. So, and oftentimes <laughs> they'd invite me like, hey, we're going to go for ice cream. You want to come? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's a real advantage to that, I would think, right? Because, I mean, it, occasionally uh, a public school teacher or a private school teacher might be able to do that with one kid mm-hmm. or something like that, right? In a special circumstance. But in general, they, they don't have the ability to do that because they have what, how many classes with how many kids yep. and all that. But with one youth group. With one youth group, you're able to do that. Yeah. And make, trust me, it's easier when those kids are homeschooled. <laughs> That's easier. <laughs> Why is that easier? Uh, they don't have those extra events. And you could see their parents on Sunday, you know, mm-hmm. at, at church. Um, those those parents are much more engaged. I right. would say. Yeah, they're very tight. They're in very, and they on. they want that communication. You cannot over communicate with a homeschool parent. You like, I I've I've never been. What able if to. they're doing unschooling though? If they're doing unschooling, yeah. Define unschooling. Oh, it's a whole thing. You don't know. Okay. No, I don't know. Yeah. No, there's just no curriculum. Wait, what? Yeah. And it's they like, just they yeah. just do their thing. Just do life. We're going to do life together? Yeah, so... That Matt, probably sounds easy. I'm going <laughs> to show up and let's just do life. Aren't you guys homeschooling next year? 
We're this home, year. We're even homeschooling this year. You should do unschooling. I'm not doing unschooling. I'm going to tell Michelle about it. No, no, no. Oh, I'm no, going to talk to her right no, after no, this. No. Hey, no, Michelle, no. all you got to do is take him to the grocery nope. store and let them handle the transaction. With, that's math class done. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I want you to know I've, the heard, way, I've heard her use that as an example. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, no. Oh, she's on the Listen, Ugh. okay, unschoolers, I'm joking around. I don't know anything Ugh. about what you do. So don't, I'm not, I'm not coming out. All right, so let's talk about this. Like, for Christian parents, and I, and I'm talking about Christians, even if they're not going to your church, mm-hmm. or maybe they're not going to church at all, there are quite a few Christians who who have, because of a variety of reasons, stopped going to church. Yeah. So when parents are not plugged into your church or a church, what what are some things that we can do when we're ministering to their children to help them become better disciplers of their kids? Yeah. So some of the things we would do is uh, we would offer resources, saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know, we're going through this." Uh, it wasn't really a curriculum. I'd always have a series, right? And so I'd list, here's what we're going to be talking about. Right. And here are the text and everything. Uh, but then I would also follow up uh, at the beginning of the week with an email to the parents, to the kids and to the parents uh, saying, hey, here's what we went over on at, at group. Here's a couple of questions if you want to kind of engage mm-hmm. them a little bit more. It's great. And then that was it. It was like two, three questions. Nothing, nothing crazy. Um, because but, pe- but parents, it was enough for them right. to be able to engage in conversation. That, that's, I mean, that's what you learn, right? When you spend a lot of time with people in the local churches, that people are at different levels. You've got some parents that are super biblically literate. They're yep. theologians. Yep. They're into the catechisms and all that stuff. But then you have others that they love Jesus, they love the Lord, but maybe they're young believers or immature or whatever, and they just don't have a ton mm-hmm. of... I don't know, biblical acumen to bring yeah. to the table. And so they have to rely on resources yep. and helps that would come from, you know, I just had a guy, um, not a youth, right? He's a young man. He was like, hey, Joe, I'm talking to uh, this girl. We're hanging out. And uh, she had questions about uh, predestination. And uh, so I kind of laid it out for her. Mm. And she was like, oh, heck no, not liking that. Mm-hmm, and he's like, mm-hmm. well, let's, let's talk about it, you know? And he's like, I don't want this to blow up our friendship, you yeah. know, and our relationship, but, you know, budding relationship. So I want to be able to talk to her about it. Well, what do you suggest? And so I gave him some pointers and then I said, here are some resources. And he goes, okay, I'll buy those. I'm like, no, no, no. Stop by the church office. They'll be waiting for you tomorrow. Yeah, nice, nice. And, uh, and it's like resources, whether it's, like you said, questions mm-hmm. or like just like a handout or a study guide, uh, depending on what they need, like that's a that's a, that can be the thing that really launches parents into a deeper level of engagement that, mm-hmm. that they continue on their own. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Well, what about what about if so? We got you got resources. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, I think it's good to just invite them to church, right? Not to pressure them, but to say, hey, yeah. listen, if you're, I, I know you're not at a church, you should come and check it out. We're having a service on Sunday. Come and uh, come and worship with us if, if you're if you're interested. It's it's a good opportunity. I think your your children, if they're if they're only coming to youth and not coming to church. Have them come because we you know they've got a lot of people their age at the church. I think they could have made, maybe develop more friendships yeah. and have better. And I know there's going to be dis- there's going there's differing views on this, and so uh, I do think it's healthy. I think it's beneficial. Let's not say healthy. I think it's beneficial from time to time. Some would call it like a youth event, like not youth event, youth youth service or youth right right like where they take over the Sundays right, right. Sunday morning. And I'm not saying that's to go that far. But having opportunities where the youth are participating mm. in a in a upfront fashion, right? Um, from on a time Sunday to morning. time, yeah. yeah. On from time to time, not every Sunday, not whatever, because that is also a good opportunity because parents would want to come see that. Yeah, depending on what it is. Right? Let's, let's talk. Like, about I'm not that. saying skits, you know, but you know what I mean. Right. Let's talk about that because on the one hand, first of all, I agree. I think that's mm-hmm. a great idea. Um, 
And, you know, I got my dad to come to church for the first time in like 30 years. Mm. I was a young Christian. He had not been in decades since he was a kid. Mm. And, uh, and the reason he came was because I was going to talk about a retreat that we went on. The church yeah. said, hey, would you, would you be willing? Because I was, I was out of high school, yeah, yeah. but I wasn't in college. Yeah. And, uh, and they were like, would you talk? about your experience on this retreat. You were baptized, so why don't you mm -hmm. talk about it? And you got like you got like four minutes, three minutes, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. My dad came. Yeah. And he was like, we're not going to hold hands, are we? I'm like, no, we've never ever in the history oh, it's gonna be so great. have we ever held hands at this church. Don't worry about it. He's like, good. Like, that's my dad. But yeah. like, ah. Of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's all hold hands and uh, sing, blessed be the tie that binds. <laughs> my dad looks at me like, you jerk. You suckered me in here. I'm like, I'm sorry, dad. That's not normal. Anyways, so I like that. Now, I, I also, I think you and I are probably on the same page. The idea of youth taking over the whole service yes. isn't a good idea. It's mm -mm. not even a good idea for the youth to take over the worship portion if they aren't competent Correct. to take over. Now, if they are, mm -hmm. if you have great youth, youth musicians, and absolutely, yep. let them, that's fine. Yep. That's yep. totally fine. But you can find things for them to do. Correct. Hey, they're going to do the reading. Yeah. Right? Hey, they're going to do a reading and maybe share. One of the kids mm. is going to share just how, you know, they're going to give a testimony. It's a great idea. Yeah. Really good. So get them in with that. And it also exposes these kids to different things. Listen, I, after I did that talk, mm -hmm. that was when leaders in the church said, you might want to think about being a pastor or a preacher. Yeah. Like you should, just because I talked for three minutes, you know. You know, one of the things we did really simply, simple was uh, uh, like youth serving day. For the Sunday morning, What's where, that? The, where they, the the youth were uh, the like the key hosts, the oh, greeters, oh yeah, uh, ushers and, in a different sense for like for them, ushering was actually helping people to their seats, right, right, rather than doing the like the offering and, and right, right. you know passing around. Community. Can't trust kids with money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> depends on the kid. Depends on the, yeah, kid. depends on the kid. Joey's not gonna. Yeah, Joey. No, no, keep him away from the money. But yeah, like you know, they, they were they were in mm. that just in the in a Vis hospitality visible, visible hospitality mm. role. For that Sunday. That's a really good. See, I don't think much about youth ministry. I mean, I think a little bit about it, but yeah. not like that. That's that's I think that's a really good that's a really good idea. And that would relate even to reaching out to like non Christian parents, right? Because yeah. a, a lot of non Christian parents like when their kids are engaged in in any kind of religious activity because it's better morally typically than yes. like when I became a Christian, my parents no, very non Christian. My parents no church, right? No, nothing. And when I became a Christian and I told them, they were like, oh, wow. I could have been a Scientologist mm -hmm. or a, a Mormon or, or become a, a Jew and they'd be just as happy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because like, oh, wow. So now you're, the suicidal satanic stuff is gone. Okay, good. Yeah, nice. <laughs> good. This is, a, this is a step in a better direction. Um, so they'll send them off. What, so this is one of the things, right, to get them maybe to, to come yep, to church. Yep. Any other ideas on maybe reaching out to non-Christian parents of uh, ways that to maybe encourage them or engage them? Because obviously they're not going to be discipling their kids. You can't expect non-Christian parents to disciple their kids. But what can we, how can we reach out to them? Yeah, so my context is different, right? Like my experience is different because I was in a small town, a very small town. I was a fairly churched town. Um, I mean, it had like seven churches in there but for, I mean, for the size of it. Yeah. I just mean in terms of the general population, were they all fairly familiar with Christianity? And I, Yeah, they had an idea. Okay. Um, but it was more that like, here I am, this guy from just mm. outside Chicago. Right. In Port Alberni, British Columbia. So to them, you are from Chicago. From Chicago. You're from the big city. But I'm also now, um, um, you know, not only at a church, but I'm coaching the community football teams. Right, right. I'm coaching one of the middle school teams. I'm coaching the high school team. Mm -hmm. 
So even like I've known, I'm known in the community. Yeah, yeah. So when parents see me and stuff, they get like they'll engage and we'll have conversations. And, and oftentimes, of, I'm sorry. Yeah. Also, but you're also you're brown, right? So like that 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 that's another distinction, right? And I'm guessing in a small community, the fact that you're not. Well, they, they would assume I was First Nations. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. So like you look probably somewhat different than the, the average families that are coming Correct. to these events, right? Correct. So it's another this thing like, oh, this guy stands out. Yeah, I, I definitely- Which also one, he had long hair. One of these things is not like the <laughs> other. Like, <laughs> so there's a lot of ways in there's which a you lot of ways. recognized. But so parents would want, you know, uh, and I here we we're probably going to get pushed back on this one. Okay. Here it is on the down. Here, okay. here we spineless. are. Spineless. Spineless. The slipping. The slippery slope. Slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Yes. Julie Roy's. Go. Parents. Oh, goodness. <laughs> parents would say, hey, you know, good to see you. I'm like, yeah, you know, by the way, in case you're interested, Monday night, Monday night football, I'm going to be over at this bar because there's 25 cent wing night mm-hmm. and a few of us are gathering. You want to join us. Mm-hmm. A couple of the parents. Are and sometimes they'd come out mm. and they, you know, uh, they'd come out. They, you know, we'd have a conversation and we, I'd be able to talk to them. They'd ask me questions on things. Hmm. What? It's interesting. Uh oh. Well, I mean, it just it it uh, it, 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 it brought up a, a comment um, oh. that I, we recently got on a YouTube video of ours. Ah, here we go. Both of you have no business drinking and smoking, especially being a leader or a pastor. Especially if this was in your past, you are a bad witness to the body of Christ. Three exclamation points. Well, especially I- when people come to your church that are struggling with smoking and drinking. They are given an example by your lifestyles how to walk right into the lion's den. You are a bad witness to the body of Christ. You will find any way to justify and condone what you do and how you are living in the carnal life. Now, do they give us two stars or three? <laughs> they gave us a middle finger emoji, as I think. Uh, oh, that. oh. <laughs> so, so no, you're finding the point is you're finding I'm ways trying to, to find ways culturally. of connecting yes. with, with. And that's where I think uh, we've had this conversation before. Maybe we've only had this. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. I think it's really important as you're planning. No, we talked about it here. When you're planning for what's going on in the life of the church, you're thinking through things is what's going on in the community. What is the ebb and flow of the community. What is like, like we were talking before, I think about Scarecrow Fest and things like yeah, that. Yeah. So how do you engage with right. what's going on? And I would look for those ways mm-hmm. within youth ministry is how do we engage in Salmon Festival? How do we engage yeah. in, it's called Salmon Fest. Oh, up there. Yeah, yeah, not here. Not here. No, we don't have Salmon no, Fest. No, we don't have Salmon no. Fest. <laughs> we, it sounds good. I really miss it. Oh, I bet you do. You love, you, you, love you some salmon. So that was- You were like a big brown bear when it comes oh, to salmon. You know how nice, <laughs> You know how nice this community was? They started to learn, they learned that I loved salmon. And parents, church, non-Christian, didn't matter. Places I would go, they'd give me, like, hey, we just caught this. They'd give me a couple, like a side. Like you're a bear in uh, Yellowstone Park? Oh, yes. They knew I liked it with my (laughs) eggs in the morning. Like one dude, one guy, I remember uh, a guy showing up uh, to the church. And uh, non-believer. And I had coached his kid maybe three years before that. His kid yeah. had, was already graduated, gone. Yeah. And he's like, hey, coach, hey, I just got back fishing. I thought you'd really like. And he gave me like a half a salmon. Mm-hmm. And he goes, also, uh, here's a bag. I got about, uh, there's five live crabs. Uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, nice. you're like, what do I do with this? He's like, oh, you don't know what to do? I'm like, no. He's like, all right. They sh- showed me how to So go- Canada they- helped you become the chef that you are. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you are a very the, good cook. Yeah, the people were extremely kind to me and very generous and great. Because of the relationships, right? Yeah. That's a part of it. Yeah. It's like, I don't get salmon. I get um, cigars, bourbon, and triscuits. Those are the things <laughs> you don't that get I get salmon, from You people. get salmonella. I get 
I probably do. I probably have had it. So, I mean, look, man. Yeah, I, I think like what you're doing, brother, is great work. It's so important and we respect it. We value it. I love students. Man, I, I'll be honest with you. Some of the most spiritually vivacious, excited, zealous Christians I've ever met in my life were people in their late teens. Mm. Like they loved Jesus, they were passionate about the word, and there were certain people that had a big impact in their life. Guys like Jimmy, who were impacted by his youth pastor, who was? Oh, Jeff Vanderstel. Jeff Vanderstel, right? So every, a lot of you know who he is, but at the time, nobody knew who Jeff was, just some youth pastor guy. Yeah. So like invest in those kids, reach out to those parents, you're doing a great work, brainstorm it, and uh, go frogs. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo. Go or Salmon. Facebook slash Doctrine mm-hmm. and Devotion. Go Triscuits. You can head to the website, DrWorship.com. There you can contact us. Listen, yeah. if you're going to contact us, send us some nice stuff. Hey, you know what we need? Some salmon. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have sent cigars. You guys have sent bourbon. Ain't no salmon. <laughs> you can sign up for the email blast, or you can hit the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. We got that fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. And we've got that all access exclusive content. Ooh, it's fresh. Fresh. It's no commercials. No, it's just original content, yep. commercial free. Got Banter Truth on Tuesdays, Weekday Wisdom, Monday through Friday. Head on over to slash all access to sign up today. Later. Mm-hmm.